We can do this. Time to wake the bear. <laughs> Welcome to Wake the Bear Radio with your hosts, Let's go. Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. All right. The bear wakers are in the room. That's right. Time to wake up the bear. In the studio. Bears, California. Wow. So how was your uh, fourth? I, I didn't even get to ask you guys. Exceptional. I love fireworks. We got to see them on Sunday or uh, Sunday night, so the third. Apparently, we take multiple days to vote and multiple days to celebrate uh, the Fourth of July this year. So, yeah, it was great. I watched fireworks up on up on uh, on, a, on a street I will not say, so that no one else comes there next year because <laughs> it was there was a ton of people there watching. The, we played some patriotic music and a big crowd of probably 150 people up on a street overlooking. It was great. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. How Sweet. about you, Ron? You know, I started off the day, uh, the third, um, at church. They had a picnic. Um, so we had, you know, hot dogs and, you know, all that stuff. And then in the evening, we went to Sky Park in Felton. Or not Felton, I'm sorry, Scotts Valley. And we listened to James Durbin. Man, that guy is wow. really talented, that band. They, they played a ton of covers, you know, from like the 80s and some 70s, 90s and stuff. It was just... Like they could do so many different wow. uh, different sounds, and then it ended with fireworks, and it was great because we got to see everything. They put on a good show, don't they? They a do every year. Small town, but they uh, there is a patriotic flair in Scotts Valley. Uh, that's um, that's where I was too, and and their uh, small town parade. I love it. What they they come early. People come early in the morning. And, you know, there's no security. They put their, um, their chairs by the side of the road. They line it. Yeah. And then they leave. And, you know, so there's you know, hundreds and hundreds of these blankets and chairs and ice chests already in place uh, so that when the parade starts, that the families can just come back and enjoy it. And this year, it wasn't the first time, but they had these biplanes I mean, this oh, little yeah. parade, they had these wow. biplanes do like an air show. And I mean, it was just stunning and beautiful and patriotic and old time. And it was so good, especially considering that a few years ago, uh, our towns were shut down. Which, yeah. uh, But there were American flags everywhere. And Come we were on. celebrating, celebrating the birth of our country and a return to um, being able to express our patriotism. Yeah, that was beautiful. I, I spent actual 4th of July, the good morning, um, while my wife and daughter were sleeping in. I spent it um, just reading about the historical roots of, of the faith of the founding fathers, and it was mind-blowing. I have a book by David Barton. It's called The Myth of Separation. It actually has like thousands of quotes from the founding fathers about how important their Christianity is and to this nation. And like... Is it? I'm actually in the process of writing a book about that. So um, it was a lot of fun. It, it, something to be doing on 4th of July. Uh, sounds so. awesome. I, uh, 4th of July has always been a special one for me with the U.S. I kind of have a background of like the Anglo-Israel thing where, uh, you know, one of the tribes, Manasseh, was was punished uh, seven times for their sin. And if you add, uh, what is it, 2,520, that would be seven times. When they were taken in captivity in 745 B.C., you get uh, this nation being born in a day in 1776. Uh, oh. You know, it's very interesting. But, mm. So I, I kind of, that was kind of my big thing. Yeah, just uh, born in a day. And, um, and you know, even the pilgrims, they, they believed that it was the new, the new Israel, uh, you know, as they were coming over mm -hmm. to the new land, this new world that was uh, set aside. And um, But anyway, that's a whole other story. Uh, <laughs> let's go into, okay, yeah, we are on KSCO. Uh, and our phone number for later tonight, when you want to call in Take in about calls. 20 minutes, uh, probably it will be 479-1080. Four seven nine ten eighty. Yeah, so call in. We're going to be answering questions. Tonight's big theme is um, we're covering January 6th again, um, and we're covering the <laughs> bizarre show that ever, that nobody's watching on CNN and MSNBC. Wow. Yeah, it yeah. was crazy. And, you know, last week's guest we ought to bring up again. That yeah. was amazing. Yeah, Jake Lang. Yes. That was one of my favorite shows we've ever done. In fact, I had multiple people say that was the best show yet. And, and it really comes down to the content of the character of the guy who we had on. Jake Lang is pr political prisoner. You guys, will, if you listened to last week, he called in from federal prison. 
to share his story of how he was helping save lives in the West um, Tunnel when the police were just beating the crap out of people with metal poles. Yeah. And he saved a young black man's life. And it just blows me away that people will try to say, you know, these are all a bunch of racists. I mean, he like, a young man, 27-year-old, went into the fray, pulled this young, old, this young, another young man out and saved his life. Yeah, and if you want to listen to last week's um, episode, it's at wakethebearradio.com. Yep. And it, uh, what, what stunned me about Jake was when the recording came on. You know, he's on the phone from federal prison, and you hear in the background... You have one minute left, yes. and you realize, oh my goodness, this man definitely is not free. No. And what a privilege for us to get on, um, to have him come in and give his story and tell his real heart mm. about uh, being on feet on the ground for January 6th. Yeah, I was changed. I mean, it literally made me uh, just self-reflect all week like the kind of character this young man was and, and the discipline that he went through to, keep, to, to just stay positive. I mean, every day for two hours, he'd be in prayer and worship and, you know, because he only had about two hours a day and everything else was in solitary where mm-hmm. he didn't have a bed, didn't have a, a chair. They don't turn the lights out and it's on 24-7. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to wear him down. And yet he was so positive and just filled with the spirit. So I was just like, wow, what, wow. what's this guy doing? This is what I need to do. So. so now, why do you gentlemen think we're doing this January 6th committee? Why are we bringing it up tonight? Well, there's a lot at stake here. Um, the 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 American way is at stake right now. Is America going to be destroyed by communism and totalitarianism? Um, what I see going on with this January 6th committee is that it is it is a it's an affront to everything that American that we believe in to be able to have a televised uh, committee. That, that is acting like a legal proceeding, and it's not. So therefore, it's completely one-sided. It is Soviet-style um, show proceedings to create slander against the people that were there on January 6th and specifically slander against the president. And, then, and it makes you say to yourself, why are they so scared? Like, why is this? It's, it feels like desperation. Like, they know, like they can't steal another election like they did last time. And if President Trump runs again, there's no way they're going to be able to stop it. Yeah. Because people are waking up. That's, that's what I think is at stake. And so it's like the, there's such um, aggressive energy to slander anybody who consider themselves a patriot and call them, you know, domestic terrorists to, to, to you know, they, they created this event. I truly believe this was an event that was, it was a trap. It was like you said once, it was an, it's an ambush. It was an ambush. They ambushed the people that were coming there to peacefully gather and to give an account for, for their grievances against their government and to make them look like, you know, evil people. Crazies, and yeah. They, and they, they, they flooded all the, the airwaves with all kinds of stories. The people were, people were, were armed. No, they weren't. Nobody was armed. Right. And then, the, oh, people, police officers got killed. No, no police officers got yeah. killed. The only people that were killed were Trump supporters, four of them. Yeah. Right? So yeah. One right. officer got uh, died of natural causes a couple days later. That's mm-hmm. the one that they say got hit in the head with the with a uh, fire extinguisher. Fire extinguisher. <laughs> and they found out that, that And there was the no case. trauma on him at all. Yeah. What's and the name? Uh, Sitnik or something like that? I can't remember the name of the officer. I can't remember, actually. Yeah. Had a, but, uh... Yeah, so we have this kangaroo court right now that is that's uh, being. It's just on all the mainstream media, mm-hmm. and every day it's like a new sensation. Like we've got the evidence, you know. I mean, you have people like uh, Adam Schiff. You know, Adam Schiff was the one that said he had intan or tangible evidence, irrefutable, hundred uh, percent evidence of Russia collusion. Yes, and then he never produced it. He never produced it. One yeah. ounce of it. And these are the type of people that are running this. Mm-hmm. This. Uh, this event right now and uh you know we had a star star witness which was uh cassie what was it cassie cassidy hutchinson Hutchins, right mm-hmm. yeah 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 the, so it's it quite traumatic i think um uh it's so important because i look at what is their goal 
And, you know, we just finished with the primaries. And so we have our elections at stake. And we have been fighting as patriots to really um, not just want voter integrity, but election integrity at every level. And uh, I think one of the, the primary goals of the J6 committee is to try and smear the name of uh, patriots and mm -hmm. MAGA and uh, Donald John Trump so that he will be ineligible to either come back or to to be part of the 2024 election. I think that's one thing. But the other part is it very much concerns me because I do think it's it's an example of what could happen to us. I mean, right. the... the um, Roger Stone was uh, one of the people that was brought up uh, at uh, the last committee meeting that was, I believe, on Friday, the July 1st or on Thursday, the, the last day of June. And they, they, um, the Hutchinson made this story up that, well, allegedly, she, what she said was uh, that, that uh, Stone and uh, Mark Meadows and... Uh, and General Flynn were all meeting to talk about um, uh, something at the insurrection. And uh, I listened to an interview today on Mel Kay on Rumble, and, sh and uh, it was with Roger Stone. And, and he said, I have ne I've only seen Mark Meadows once, and I've never talked to him on the phone. And there was no phone call. It was such a strange I mean, the, the whole thing was very strange. So there's this level of bringing um, fiction mm -hmm. into a legal process that's very disturbing. Well, hearsay. It's hearsay, fiction, hearsay, fiction, with no cross-examination. And all of us have seen legal movies where you, you, if it's hearsay, it's inadmissible in a court of law. Well, it right. just proves that this is not a court of law. So there's no exculpatory evidence. There's no cross-examining of witnesses there's no context and it's felt i heard someone say that someone said this you know that he said you know it's like yeah and it's like wait americans are you like listening to this actually we're not listening we turned it off because we know it's a bunch of bs <laughs> right so we know when we're being lied to <clears throat> right yeah. apparently some people are waking up in this nation yeah i i actually believe that do they really think of the american people that stupid and the answer is yes and are the american people really that stupid not anymore no nope. no they're waking up yeah, so there's a bearing of false witness. That's mm -hmm. definitely something that we're seeing yep. uh, quite a bit of. And uh, also this, this, this court, just the way it's being played out in front of, in front of everybody, it's, it's doing more damage to their cause. Yes. Because people are starting to wake up and they're starting to say, I don't believe you. And, and as a result, you can yeah. see that the, the, uh, the viewership is Ratings. Just, yeah, completely in the tank. Plummeting. I mean, yeah. And it's because people know when they're being lied to. And so this, I think, is a good thing. I think this is what, this is how God is working. He is giving people over to their depra deprived mind. Mm -hmm. He says, you know what? You have bared false witness. You have lied. You, are, you have ruined yourselves. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you over to your sin and your, yeah, your, just your sinful uh, nature. And you will be deceived. And that's what they have. They've deceived themselves. They literally think they're making headway. And then you get somebody like Cassidy Hutching, and where, you know, her, her thing was, I heard that the president uh, wanted, you know, he lunged at the driver. Reached the for the... the uh, I take you to the Capitol. And, you know, he put his hand on Donald Trump's hand and saying, get, you know, get your hand off me. And then with the other hand, Donald Trump grabs him by the neck. You know, this is, it's like... Is this like melodrama. Yeah, I loved the. Oh, I loved movie. the picture of like the actual motorcade car that the presidential motorcade, and how like if you they did like a cross section of it, and it yeah. shows you like gla bulletproof glass here. There's a rifle here. There's no way that the president can actually accost the driver at all, or the driver could even get to the president. And it was just. It's almost like. It's almost like, was she a plant for our side? Or the other side. Right. It's so because bad. It's, it's such a bad witness. It's so completely, it's going to backfire so completely. You're like, maybe she's making that up to just show how stupid this whole thing is, you know. I, 
Could be. I, I don't know. People of thought yeah. AOC is one of those type for <laughs> same reasons. All we're missing is the organ music, you know, the, the dramatic organ music <laughs> and, yes. and the freezing of the frame. Yeah. But it is, uh, it's so strange because they went into such specific testimony as though she were, were there. And she wasn't Even there. there. It, was, uh, it was what she claims that she overheard a Secret Service agent talking about, uh, and it was, um, it, it was all to, to um, defame and to smear um, Donald Trump's name. And evidently, she, she wasn't given a position in the, uh, in administration. the, in the administration wow. that she was hoping for. You know, she's a young girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, this was either her fourth or fifth um, time to testify in mm. front of this committee. You know, the committee's been going on almost a year now. It started last July. Wow. And there have been over a thousand witnesses. There are professional um, uh, investigators and uh, the level of the attorneys on that are asking the questions is amazing. And, and most of the process, it's very strange. They, they uh, already filmed some of the testimony in private. So it was all done uh, privately, none of the transcripts are released, and then they do these little um, thirty-second sound bites that they bring to the committee, and they'll play the clip, and based on this sound bite, they'll ask the witness a question. So you don't have the whole story there. It's it's like it, I mean it's total melodrama, and so you don't get the whole the whole questioning. Obviously, you don't get any cross examination, and so there is the leading of the witness to to elicit exactly um, the wording and the the information that's wanted. And and uh, of course, uh, Liz Cheney, who is an expert at this, she's the vice chair of the committee. Um, she is as dramatic as the. The NBC producer, um, the news, the news, the president of NBC <laughs> News, who is producing the whole it's episode. Producing, they're pro- they're so it is a Hollywood. It. Yes. They're produ- it's like they brought wag in the dog. Hollywood it's to yeah. do wag it. the dog Hollywood show trial. Oh, yeah. It's like, objection, Your Honor. The leading the witness. Yes, I am, because this isn't a real case. This is not real. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, Liz uh, Cheney herself, I mean, she, she would misquote the president where he says, you know, go in peace, you know, peacefully. And she, she left that part out. She just read everything else and stopped right at that last sentence and, and didn't say that last sentence. Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah, the whole thing is. So Liz, well, what makes Liz Cheney? I mean, she is the daughter of, of um, what's his name? George Bush's vice president, yeah. uh, Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. Cheney. Yeah. Cheney. Cheney. Hey, she kept her maiden name, I guess. She does not, I mean, I think what the the key is, is that she does not like um, President Trump's foreign policy, which is let's get out of these foreign wars, endless wars. And Cheney is like Halliburton, let's just keep making money off these foreign wars. Yeah. So I think that's the primary thing. I think, I think that they're everybody's scurrying around because they know that they, they have there's dirt on them and they're trying to keep from being exposed. So if you can keep the president on his heels and you can keep him from getting power, if the they realize if the if the Republicans get back in power, there's a chance they could be exposed. Now the problem is when the Republicans get in power, they don't do anything. They just they're like kind of lapdog. Right. You know, they don't they don't actually aggressively go after the crimes that were committed. And some people believe that's because a lot of the Republicans are actually in, intertwined with the Democrats. It's really just two sides of a very evil, corrupt coin. Yeah. And and that's what I, I believe. I mean, I've heard testimonies from people saying, listen, like 90% of the Democrats are honeypot blackmailed or, or been bribed. And then like another probably 60% of the Republicans are also bribed. So it's like the Republicans aren't that much better than the Democrats either. And of course, a lot of them are neocons that brought us into a fake war with Iraq. And they're just increasing the wars around the world and making money through illicit sales of weapons, through CIA and poppy fields in Afghanistan. There's, there's just a ton of evidence that as much as I am 100% a patriot and love this nation, I do believe the ends do not justify the means. And we need to hold our people accountable. If you misrepresent America's values, then you need to be held accountable for that. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's it's funny you uh, talk about Liz. You know, her new tactic now is 
hey, I don't think I'm going to get any Republican votes. So now she's asking Democrats to switch parties so they could vote for her. <laughs> so she knows she's going down. I don't know if you read that this week. Well, I know. I mean, yeah. she's from Wyoming. She's up for re-election, and I think the people will definitely speak what they're feeling. I mean, now is her only window, I think. That's why she's trying to make a big impact between now and November. Um, maybe she's hoping to make an Im impact with the, the Dems. Well, okay, so let's go to this part now. So because there's no cross-referencing and there's no scopulary evidence, we had two really good interviews with Cash Patel, one with Mark uh, Levin, right? Yeah. And we had him with, one with, um, who was oh, the other one you uh, sent? He was on Rumble. Um, was an interview with I can't think of his was name it, right now. It wasn't Mel Kay. She, no, no, she also did one uh, with Cash. Recent. It was recent. It was like yesterday. You guys sent it to me. Yeah, Bobby. Uh, Bobby. Oh, let me open it up here. I, I watched. It. Oh yeah, I know. Okay, I can't remember oh, his name. Benny Johnson. Benny, Benny Johnson. Johnson. Okay, so but let's talk about some of the the Sculpery evidence that shows that that again. I mean. It, it's crazy we have to go through this, but why didn't why why didn't there's no way Trump could have been orchestrating an insurrection? So one of the things he says, Levin asks the question to Cash, did it did the president offer National Guardsmen to Nancy Pelosi and her people before January 6th? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. That's absolute fact. On the fourth, twenty thousand men and women of the National Guard to be there to protect. Yeah, and the, the thing about Cash Patel is he was actually in the Oval Office when this occurred two days prior to January 6th. So he was in with the Commander-in-Chief, which was President Trump, and the Secretary of Defense, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, and the, the Chief of Staff of the President of the United States. And all of these were in the room, and there was no Cassidy Hutchinson in the room at right. that time. And uh, that is when he uh, proposed that he authorized 20,000 National Guardsmen and women that they could be sent for the purposes of protecting the Capitol in case there was any problems. Mm -hmm. and, and so what would have happened would, would be these protesters there, angry and upset, but they would all have fences and National Guard there, and they're not going to assault the National Guard whom they love because they're all pro-military. And it would have just been a large crowd of people, and there would have been no getting past barricades. And I, and I do, do truly believe that there were plants there from Antifa, Black Lives Matter. And, and the FBI. And the FBI, the feds, FBI, feds yeah. on the ground, Ray Epps. All, I mean, that's what the, the film that um, our host J6, last week. J6, yeah. Yeah, the J, the truth about j6.com is it right or .org? .org. Truth, .org. The yeah. truth about j6.org. You should write that down. Go watch the film. Um, it is uh, Jake Lang. Um, he's actually narrating, narrating it, from, it a from a phone in prison of, with the footage that, and it's it, it's hard to watch because it, it you're actually watching police brutality like you've never seen. They're they're beating people with metal poles that they're not even supposed to use on the head of somebody and it's only supposed to be used on the body below the shoulders and they're beating people and you're like what kind of bizarre demonic force is causing mm -hmm. these people you know in riot gear to beat the patriots at the west wing you know yeah and so it's it's it, you have to prepare yourself for it, but i encourage you to go watch it um, so you actually see what happened that day that the footage, the 20,000 hours of footage that is not being released to the public. So Yeah, so the pres president authorizes 20,000 guardsmen, but it required something from Pelosi or the Capitol Police or the mayor, Mayor Bowser of um, Washington, D.C., who basically acted like a governor would act because that's a, it's a city state. Mm -hmm. um, but none of them uh, responded well, to they, his um, his invitation for the guardsmen. Well, they responded. They just said no, in writing. Said no, we don't want yeah, him. That's it's right. It's in writing. So they they just didn't said they didn't take him up on the offer. So all so who's so whose fault is it then? It's the people who didn't provide the necessary security to secure the Capitol. Why didn't they do that? Because they had a plan to film and try to slander Trump supporters, which is nothing new in the media and by the Dems. They've been doing that for the last six six years. People getting beat up who have yeah. MAGA hats on and saying that you know, they were going to... Uh, the pretend noose by 
What's his name? Oh, yeah, the, the race car oh, driver. Oh, S- Smollett. Yeah. Smollett, yeah. Oh, that one, Jesse yeah. Smollett. Jesse Smollett about the two guys that beat him up when he went out to get a sandwich. There's just all of these lies to try to, because you know what? They can't get really ultra-racist MAGA supporters. So they have to they have to make them up. Make it they up. have to slander them and make them look like and and get that that small percentage of people who are actually still under the hypnosis of the brainwash of the media to actually go. Yeah, see, I'm I'm justified in how much I hate Trump. Yeah, you know? I, they learned all this from Ukraine. You know, when they uh, they did a color revolution there. You know, in 2014. Nothing new. Nothing new. Yeah, yeah exactly. Same tactics. You know, you you basically have your your camera set up, then you create your 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 confrontation mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you have police brutality and they film the heck out of it and then they plays on all the mainstream media and everyone's like whoa police brutality and that's what you know that's what this one was i mean as far as the color revolution what is that called the hegelian um effect where you create a problem mm-hmm. and then you have a pro a solution, a solution for, for it, it yeah. or you've you've uh, figured out how you want it to look. Dialect. Hegelian Dial- dialect. Yeah. Dialect, that's right. Problem solutions, yeah. Yeah, yeah. kind of like uh, COVID, right? Yeah. Yeah. But hey, that's a whole nother... <laughs> well, the forces that be are, have gotten really good at that. I mean, even if we're, on, we're talking about 4th of July, I initially still believe that these mass shootings that we're seeing, like the one that happened on the 4th, you know, 4th of July, are orchestrated. Now, ultimately, we know they're orchestrated by the devil. They're or- orchestrated by an evil force called the enemy, you know, called Satan. But there are people that are somehow partnering with this to get as many mass shootings as they can because the ultimate goal is, the goal is to disarm Americans because you cannot take over America while America is armed. And some people say, I hear people say all the time, oh, what are you, what are you crazy? Like, you're not going to be able to stand up against the United States military. Of course you're not. But you can make it not easy. And you can, make, you can show resistance if you're armed. And, you, and you'll make those American soldiers who are, who are given bad orders to fire on American citizens or to attack American citizens, you might cause them pause if, one, some of them might be killed, and, two, that you're firing on your own people, right? That, that, yeah. If that doesn't work, number two, like, if you're firing, you know, unlawful orders to attack your own citizens, if that doesn't work, then at least you know that they have arms and they could e- easily mount to resistance. And that's how it worked out with the War of, of the Revolution. It wasn't that we completely defeated the, all the armies of Britain. We just made it such a costly war for them that they quit and gave up and went home. That's all that matters is that you actually have enough resistance to make the other side say this is too Not costly. And that, this is what I believe is going on, and this is my belief, you know, is that the world, the people, that, the countries around the world that hate America, they want us disarmed because they know they can't overtake us until we are. And they're doing everything they can to pull the strings politically to get this to happen because the plan ultimately is to destroy America. So where's the hope? Mm. I, I think that would be a good thing. Because, I, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of, you know, downers. I mean, right. you know, I mean, I think the Yavaldi one was definitely a downer where, you know, that kid shot up the school. And, I mean, I don't know if you read anything about it, but, like, worked at McDonald's, was able to buy two very expensive guns, right. like six to $8,000, had an F-250 guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, where did this kid get that money, you know? But there's got to be hope because we know there's a there force working against us. There's hope. So what? who is working for us? Yeah. Well, okay, so before we get into that, I want to say the other thing is that people think, oh, Chicago was so bad. It was a bad shooting. It was horrible. People were killed and, like, six people were killed and 30 people injured. But there was, like, another almost 100 people killed the same weekend by gang violence in inner city Chicago. Right. It's like, but the only one they're focusing on is the one that will pull the heartstrings to get Americans to say yes, to take our guns. Okay. Where the hope is, is all of this is backfiring on them. People are waking up. People understand that this there's an agenda here and they're not giving into the agenda. And I believe that's what we're seeing is we are seeing America wake up. We're not just waking up the bear. We're part of waking up the bear because of where we live. But we're seeing the United States wake up because people are no longer believing the lies as easily. They're starting to question the narrative, and that's one of the major focuses that what we've asked people to do is question the narrative, not just believe what you, what you, at, at face value what you're seeing on the news. And I do believe, going back to January 6th, the unselect committee, people aren't watching it. See, they're not watching right. CNN. They're not watching MSNBC. The, the, the ratings are tanking because they don't believe it anymore. And that's, where, that's why there's so much desperation by the dark forces to continue to try to push this as fast as they can because they're losing their grip. 
that's what I think is going. Awesome. That's yeah, cool. and I, th I think people are digging deep. Uh, they're, they are um, understanding that we are at an intersection in history like we've never been in before. I think that the conflict is, it, you know, it's obviously not Democrat versus Republican. And so uh, if you need to call in about that you can just that's not what we're talking about no. it is evil against good yeah. it is a spiritual battle and so we're understanding that um i think since the time of the cross there hasn't been this much conflict mm -hmm. i think that that we're called to live a heroic life and i think a lot of people have have never considered what does that look like what does it mean to step up what does it mean to resist evil and to actually let your voice be be heard especially in a state like california where uh, we are on the front line and uh, conservatives are in the minority and that it's very easy to try to blend in and not be um, make too many waves because that's very uncomfortable. I think, and the accusations that come your way of, of trying to uh, pigeonhole you into uh, you're a supremacist, you're a racist, you're a, a, a phobic, whatever, instead of, um, you know, I've got some convictions in a worldview that that is something that uh, I live by. And then I think that uh, the invitation to not check out, I mean, we, since, since the 70s, I can remember the song for McDonald's, you deserve a break today, or was that Burger King? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that has been the messaging in the media. You deserve a break today. You deserve to turn on the television. You deserve to put your feet up and have that beer and check out. You deserve another remote control. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where that is not where we are now. We cannot afford to check out and to... Um, to be entitled to pretend that um, that nothing significant is going on. And then I think uh, the last part is uh, we have a God who is involved mm, in right. human history. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. Mm -hmm. And the truth is that, that we can't fix this without him. That's right. That's right. That's right. So. You know, it was interesting, uh, speaking of God, it, it was... Torben Sandergaard, uh, you know, he's a, I don't know, a, a, he's a pastor from Denmark. Denmark who, who came as an asylum, he, 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 he got asylum into America yeah. because his government was attacking him because he was doing exorcisms. Yeah. Meaning he was delivering people from demonic control. And influence. These people would be like doing the worm on the floor. Yeah, they're like say, literally. They're, you know, he's and, doing literal yeah. exorcism stuff you'd see on like movies, right? Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, all over, all over. And they're and so. they and the government banned him from doing it. So that which is major portion of his ministry. So he he's a, sought asylum in America, and to, yesterday he was arrested. They he he uh, they asked him to come and to do a hearing on his asylum request so he shows up and they said well actually what you're really here for is that we're arresting you because we have evidence that you're smuggling weapons from mexico yeah. <laughs> and if, you, if you know soren it doesn't make any sense whatsoever the guy just preaches the gospel i mean we don't i don't agree with every point of his theology but dude the guy loves jesus and he is not smuggling weapons from mexico no. i mean they're doing mission trips down into mexico right and somehow they've slandered him and brought forth and, and even even with all of that he testifies he says listen i don't know why this is happening it's wholly horrible it's the farthest from the truth but maybe god is using it to put me into jail to minister to these people in jail yeah and that, and that was his heart you're like dude this guy is not a weapons smuggler from mexico no not at all i, I you know the first time i met him was in los angeles i drove down myself uh -huh. uh, just by myself and and met him at Santa Monica, and we were praying for people to be healed. It yeah. was amazing. And then I saw him in uh, Hong Kong. I was He's in bold. Hong Kong. Very bold. Pushing uh, the envelope. Amazing, yeah. yeah. It's The Last Reformation. If, you, if you're looking for a good movie, thelastreformation.com. Yeah. Just go to that, uh, the beginnings, I think it's called. So, anyway. I, so I think it's one of the, so the battle here that we're facing here is this. Listen, if they can do that, if they can, tr if they can drum up charges against Trump and against Trump supporters, if they can drum up charges against a pastor from Denmark as a, a smuggling weapons that if they can do that to like a guy who's not a citizen, what are, what's next? Are they coming after pastors who are patriotic, patriotic? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so like, 
It's like that quote from was that they came after the socialists, but I wasn't a socialist, so I didn't care. They came after the you know the other Catholic you know, Catholics, and I wasn't Catholic, so I don't care. And then finally, there was no one to stand up for me. That's what I feel like is going on. We have to wake up to that reality: is that they're picking off the low lying fruit, the guys that look angry who are f pushing against the police. That you know, the, okay, well, do they actually do anything wrong? Do they actually burn any buildings down or cause billions of dollars of damage? No, Hell, it was like one day. Like, and did they have a reason to address their grievances peacefully? Yes. Okay. If they, so they're, it's like they're finding these things to like twist the narrative to, make, to, to, to slander people so that no one will stand up against it. Yeah. But the problem is, is that if they're willing to do that to these people, they're going to they're gonna do it to oh, you yeah. too. So you've got, we have to speak out. You, you can hate what someone's saying, but they have a right to say it. Yeah. I, I can hate everything that Pelosi says, everything that Schumer says, you know. But they have a right to speak it. And actually, I'm gl glad they're speaking their nonsense because it if you let a fool talk for long enough, they show <laughs> that they're an idiot, right? So let the people who are idiots keep going through with their logic and show how, but they want to silence the other side. That's the problem. Yeah. And that, that's where the wickedness happens is the silence so that you can't, you know, uh, that what's that passage in the Proverbs that says a story seems right to the hearer? Until you hear the other side. The other mm -hmm. side, yeah. yeah that's a 2,000-year-old proverb, right? More, like more than that, like 3,000-year-old proverbs. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So There's a lot of wisdom in that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of wisdom, it is uh, KSCO 1080, and uh, we are our phone lines are open, so if you want to call at 479-1080, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, wake the bear. We, a call in if you disagree with us, because I would love to hear people who disagree with me. Like, I want to... It, educate me. Teach me something I don't understand. I'm okay with that. That's what this is about, right? Yeah. Talk radio. That's so, true. That's and you know, one of the things that um, that when Cheney was was bringing in Hutchinson, that that she said Cassidy Hutchinson after she gave this dramatic uh, testimony, uh, basically what Cheney said on uh, ABC's this week. She said, representing the committee, and it's amazing, these committee members are going on, um, they're going on their social media, they're going on mainstream media, and they're making judgmental um, remarks about uh, what they're, they're supposed to be unbiased, and they're, they're totally biased. And she said, well, I think we may well, as a committee, have a view uh, that will um, will." bring uh trump up on charges this week and so she's she was talking uh on it was reported on abc um, news that uh, she was saying that she thought that a criminal responsibility uh was in his his um it was on him and that the committee would um make a referral to press charges and I, I just was astounded because I thought, you know, whatever happened to the unbiasedness of this committee? And I wasn't even um, understanding that, that that's part of their, their uh, responsibility. But all the, the testimony is an end. There's been no cross-references, no cross-examinations. So uh, it just made me sad. You know, that she had already decided and she was making the narrative out to the American people. Mm. The other thing was Cash Patel. Now, he said that he was personally in the room also when the president ordered a peaceful transition of power to President Biden's presidency. Now, he said he absolutely disagreed that the election was, was real. He said it, it, he did not concede losing the election, but he ordered the transfer transference of power the peaceful transference of power you can't order all of the department of defense and all of the people who are in charge to give a peaceful transition of power and be held say you're trying to incite a coup when you just passed all the power over yeah right. and cash yeah. patel was in charge of that wasn't he yeah. so it, i mean he was tasked with the presidential transition to be carried out by the department of defense and he said uh, it was the biggest transfer um, plan that in uh, United States history. Wow! So that that's amazing. Yeah, the biggest the biggest transfer of uh, of, of security forces and yeah, the yeah power. So they, it couldn't have been. Uh, you know, if your commander in chief is is cooperating with that, the military coup insurrection, which they're trying to prove is is not. Um, it's it's unreal. It's mm -hmm. it's fictional. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, that's, that's an important fact. You know, it just it's, grieves me that the committee seems to care nothing about truth and nothing about facts or even process because they are setting a precedent. So, um, I mean, my heart just, uh, it does break to see the Americans, um, our way of doing justice yeah. and um, biasness and when we have committees to make them um, nonpartisan, yeah. just to see that, that the end seems to justify the means now. So do we have a caller coming on here? We do. Okay, we I do. want to talk about Michael Stanger after this caller. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. So this is John. John, you're on the air. Welcome, yes. John. Thank you. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm on topic, but uh, we're all talking about pretty much the same thing. Uh, we're no longer the land of the free and the home of the brave. Uh, the reason is because we are dealing with the mass formation psychosis. Uh, at least that's the clinical term for it. But I would like to say that I think there are too many mistakes made about what is being said and what is being done under the name or the title insurrection. Mm. Yes. My reason for saying that is because the Constitution assigns the insurrection not to the government of the federal, state, or local authorities. The authority of insurrection is assigned to the citizens' militia. Article 1, Section 8, Enumeration 15 says, Congress shall provide for calling forth the militia to execute the laws of the Union, to suppress insurrection and repel invasion. That's a clear signal to the government that the prosecution of insurrection belongs to the citizens. Mm. Not the government. Wow. That's why there's a big decadue all through our history about what insurrection really is. But it's because our corrupt government does not want the general population to realize being a republic, we have the superior authority. And the Constitution assigns to us the most vital crime that can exist. Treason is an insurrection. Sedition is an insurrection. Deception is an insurrection. Insurrection described in Black's Law Dictionary is when public officials miss, or I'll just put it this way, when public officials violate the Ninth Amendment and the Constitution. The Ninth Amendment is stated the numerations in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage those that belong to the people. Insurrection belongs to the people when it comes to who makes the judgment call on what their government is doing. Hmm. That's all I can say. Uh, John, Very that, well that is brilliant, John. What we're seeing here with you is evidenced is that American people are reading the Constitution again. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, in, insurrection, uh, I was just looking up the, the definition, John, while, while you were speaking, and it says a violent uprising against an authority. And, and some of the things about January 6th that, are, um, that were, were not true, uh, one of the facts is that no one carried any firearms into the building. Right. So um, it it was said that Pelosi said on January 7th, she said she described the, the January 6th day as an armed surrection. Yeah. Right. And then this story went on for months. Mm -hmm. And you keep repeating a lie long enough and it begins to go through a person's minds. Like he said, it was... Um, uh, that mass formation psychosis. psychosis yep. I thought that was brilliant. What what John said, and and the truth was there w there were no arms. Um, they did arrest four people on the grounds of the Capitol later later that night, mm -hmm. um, who had some weapons, but there was nobody in the Capitol itself. And the public were led to believe that the Trump supporters they just stormed in. And we heard from from um, Jake last week that you know his side. Um, they were they were um, 
they were having a, a conflict. They didn't have any arms, but they were being pretty well beat down, and they had some um, non-lethal blast mm-hmm. weapons that, that came. It, it caused the, bullets uh, and, a couple uh, of... pepper balls or hitting people in the it face. It was a grenade, a flash grenade, oh, flash too. flashbang grenades and it, that and caused created, two people to die. Right, uh, some heart attacks. Those were actually lethal. And, but that was on the mm. the um, the west side. On the east side, they were fist bumping, and, and we know that... Come on in. ...that the, they, were, they were coming to in, they were signaling them in. So that whole insurrection of an a violent uprising, the only violence started with um, possibly some of those infiltrators from yeah. the FBI. But and and then they had these bike racks that they. I mean, that was their wall. But then they took down the bike racks. They were they weren't even yeah, walls. Yeah, them right in. So on, so the police them. actually moved the bike racks out. The Capitol Police is my understanding. Yeah, they did. I the saw them. Film. I saw film of it. Yeah, I saw the film. They were moving them out, letting the, people come so through. So that they wouldn't, you know, obstruct the flow of traffic. Yeah. Yeah, and that was, I think, the the strategy was to get let let some in, and then beat up the other side. Like they had different tactics in different areas that, and you know, who's who's responsible for the orders that were given? Nancy Pelosi and the acting like mayor. What was, I don't remember his name, but those guys that the mayor of D.C. Those guys were in charge. Those guys were in Bowser, charge. It, Bowser. That was she. Bowser, it yeah. was a, she was a woman. She is a woman. I think she's a woman. And uh, and what then is the, the, woman? the, the Never sergeant oh, of arms, the the sergeant of arms of the Senate and of the uh, and the the House. Uh, so that was very interesting. They weren't able. Um, the sergeant of arms of the House refuses to come in front of the committee. And then something very unusual happened the day before. Um, last oh, it was last week. Yeah. To the Sergeant of Arms, um, Stenger. Stenger. Um, uh, what, do you remember what was stated that uh, he was supposed to come and he was going to testify mm-hmm. to the J6 last week? Yes. Mm-hmm. And the day before he came. So a friend dropped him off at his house and someone shot and killed him on, a st- on, the, st- on the way to his home, front, yeah. his front house. Front, and then and there was partially on video. Some of the, 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 the shooting was partially So he on. was hanging with a sh- shotgun blast to his chest, right? And they called that a suicide? No, 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 no. No, someone shot him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, I haven't seen the news since uh, since that report. Um, all I got was that nobody was really releasing any information, uh, inf- any information except for there were reports on Twitter that uh, the surveillance video caught on camera that he was shot and killed. Um, yeah. But you, he- you heard different. Yeah, I heard he was hanging. He he quote hung himself, but he had a shotgun blast to his chest. So it's like, how do you hang yourself and shoot, shoot yourself? yourself? Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. One will get you before the other. Well, and so, uh, well, but they we'll, called it as uh, We'll suicide. verify that and uh, as much as can be verified. So he, so yeah, Clinton. Was Clinton Oh, my crazy. goodness. But that was the day before he was supposed to testify. And that's the same day um, Cass uh, Hutchinson testified. So, I mean, this, the, it's when, when you see these strange things happen, they're not just coincidences yeah. well and that's one of the things why I try especially lately when I'm preaching I'll talk to people and I'll, to the, the body and I say listen what we need more than anything right now is discernment yeah because there you're you're getting so much information and misinformation mm-hmm. thrown at you you're, you're having to kind of discern what are the forces that are at that that are at play here and what they're trying to accomplish and some people just want to just stick their heads in the sand and not even engage and just and, and I get it because it's it's exhausting at times it's exhausting for me, but I don't. One of the founding fathers, I think it was George Washington, said if if you're not willing to suffer the fatigue of fighting for freedom, you don't deserve it. And we have to be engaged with our mind. We have to love the Lord our God, our with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves. Well. To love your nation is to love your neighbor as yourself. You, you you care about whether your children and your children's children are going to have a free nation when you die. You care about your friends over the you know, your, your friends that they are actually going to have a free nation to live in. And so, to me, to, to love God and to love your neighbor is to love this nation. And some people say, "Oh, I don't want, I don't want to honor, I don't want to chase, you know, have an idol of Trump, you know, while the pictures of people worshiping Trump." Dude, no Christian I know is worshiping Trump. No Christian I know, and I know a lot of Christians, and that that whole accusation is just complete BS. Okay, 
we are worshiping God. And if Trump acts in a manner that is consistent with the values, the biblical values that we believe in, then we're happy. That's all. And if a Democrat like Tulsi Gabbard acts in with consistent values that we, yeah. then we're happy. We like her. We, we, we don't honor them as a God. We, well, there's one God, you know, Amen. and I'm sure he doesn't dress like that. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. And I think what we've seen, uh, one of the things that uh, I admire about uh, Donald Trump is uh, he's basically a wrecking ball. And I don't think until recently we've known how deep and dark and wicked and evil the stinking lion cabal yeah. uh, in Washington is. And if he didn't have the fortitude and uh, even the uh, the bit of narcissism that he he exempl you know he 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 has he he puts out there, it it does offend quite often. But I'll tell you, it has been a. Um, a strength against this this swamp, and I think if he hasn't hadn't been as strong, and the wrecking ball that he is, and his personality as out there, then uh, there are a lot of lesser people who would fall in by the wayside. Well, what happens is is that if you have a plan to destroy America, which we talked about a couple of weeks back, the, the sixteen year yeah. plan, if you start really messing up their plan, you trigger them to make to move their dice or to move their chess piece early and then you show their hand you force the other side what donald trump has done is he's forced the other side to show their hand in such a rapid man manner that it, it, americans can actually discern it, it right mm -hmm. because it's happened so long so slowly like the push right now in for transgenderism in the schools in the last two years has ramped up like like 900%. You're like, what? Like, yeah. Do you know the next thing they're going to start pushing? Is maps. Minor attracted peoples. That's the next one coming. Oh. Now, if you asked me three years ago, dude, they're going to actually start pushing transgenderism in the schools. I'd be like, no, they're not. That's ridiculous. The next one is maps. No, they're not. That's ridiculous. That's what they're doing. There's a goal of destroying the family of America, destroy the minds, corrupt people's, their, 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 their morality, to corrupt their minds about, you know, to confuse them. This, this is what's going on. And it's an attack. It's an attack. And we need to stand against it we, in love. Say, listen, I don't, I don't hate you. I love you. But I disagree with you. And I and you need to let me have be able to have a difference of opinion. Just because I have a difference of opinion doesn't mean I hate. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I remember uh, years ago uh, when the gay pride happened. They had the man love. What is that? Man boy love association. Right. The first year that they went, everyone was throwing tomatoes at them. Oh, you sickos! You sickos yeah. with the kids. And and now yeah. you know they. So now they're part of that that parade yeah, suddenly so pedophilia has a has a cleaner name oh, yeah. to it well yeah. that's because there's uh there's a, a record world record that just happened where um Ghislaine maxwell got arrested and convicted for 20 years in prison for sex trafficking people to nobody yeah she was sex trafficking minors to nobody to nobody because huh? nobody else has gotten arrested for it not yet uh, yeah I what happened to the me too now. movement she's like the the woman is the one that gets arrested and none of the men who actually did it are getting arrested yeah. wow well you know our show is winding down i just want to um yeah during this time of our celebration of independence i want to I challenge you to declare your dependence on the lord god almighty Amen. that he is for us and to uh, release the declarations that we trust him to make this mess into something beautiful Amen. again Amen. that's right He's gonna. We're gonna win. God is good. Amen. This has been Wake the Bear Radio on KSCO, 1080 on your AM dial. Oh.